My name is Danielle Isbell, and this is Godcast. Godcast is back. We took a long hiatus, but I'm thrilled to restart this project. So let's do a quick refresh on the purpose of Godcast. Godcast is working to expand the public conversation about religion. I'm gathering a diverse cast of guests to explore religious identity and personal experiences in order to illuminate the surprising and multiple ways that religion manifests itself in our lives today. Godcast isn't trying to convince you of anything, nor is it promoting one story about the harm or beauty of religion. I'm a dialogue facilitator, so this project comes out of my desire to share stories, truths, and experiences in order to create a more religiously sympathetic and literate world. I have some ideas and plans for expanding this feed beyond interviews, so be on the lookout for some episodes that feature other forms and invite different kinds of reflection. This episode is an interview with Alex Cook. Alex is a muralist, painter, and musician. And while he's Boston-based, his murals appear across the United States and internationally. This interview will be divided into two parts. Part one focuses on his work as a muralist and its connection to spirituality. Part two will dive more deeply into his own spiritual background and journey. In this conversation, we didn't shy away from talking about depression, encountering the divine, and the at times strenuous relationships with institutions. So without any further ado, here is Alex Cook, part one. It, I, it was such a joy for me to prepare to, for this interview and to spend some more time with um, your murals, obviously online and not in person, which I know would be um, an entirely different experience. But um, you're based in Boston, but I've seen you've done work um, all over. I saw a piece in Kenya, um, some stuff on the West Coast. So I'd be curious, you know, just walk me through... Um, especially being a muralist, how does one become a muralist and move from, I'm imagining some form of painting to painting big public pieces of work? Um, how, yeah. did, how did that happen? When I was in, I got a degree in painting, a fine art degree from the University of Massachusetts. <clears throat> and at the age of 23, I was really, you know, in love with art and terrified about how you do it. You know, how do you make a life out of out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had tried with very unsatisfying results to like, you know, ha- have my paintings in galleries or whatever, um, and just had a really bad feeling about that whole endeavor. It felt demoralizing and embarrassing and just didn't feel good. Um, and um, this certainly was was divinely led, you know, I thank God. Um, as I was in my last semester of college, you know, about to leave out into the real world uh, and really have to find some solutions to that question. How is this going to work? I just I had a friend who had painted a mural and I thought, oh, you know, if I can if I can do that, it's basically skipping the middleman. It's like I don't need a gallery. I can go straight to people. 
And my main concern, actually even more than like making money, making was like that these images that are my heart and soul will not be useless. I had a great fear mm. that like this, my greatest gift was going to be useless. And that would be the end. That would be so demoralizing and painful that if the thing that I value most couldn't find, couldn't find a use, mm. that it was in vain. You know, that was just so scary. So it kind of felt like this magical silver bullet to be able to just put a picture on a wall and know that depending on the location, hundreds or thousands of people are going to start seeing this picture that like came out of my heart and soul. Mm -hmm. If that could work, that's the answer, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, and then, uh, you know, began the first, the first process of trying to make that happen, which for my final project in college, I did three murals, um, you know, not really knowing if it could work, uh, or how it could work or anything, but it ended up being a very wonderful experience. And that first mural was just a very positive experience, um, starting to have kind of the immediate gratification of people uh, hollering out the windows of their cars as they drove by saying, you know, it's beautiful, um, or stopping and pulling over and asking me about it. You know, I didn't know those things were going to happen, but these very, very positive community experiences began happening. And I just fell in love with that process of taking an image that I believe in, that I think is beautiful, and then kind of immediately beginning to have these really healthy, wonderful social interactions about the idea that I had just put out into the conversation. Mm -hmm. And one little piece of, um, one little detail, this is kind of so important to me. Um, that first mural, I was about to start, like put the brush on the wall for the first time. Mm -hmm. And this had never happened to me before. I became absolutely paralyzed with fear. Mm. Like could not put the brush on the wall because I thought, you know, I've been making art in my studio for for years, but like this is now in front of hundreds of people passing by in cars every day. What if I mess up? What if I look like a fool? What if people hate it? What if I just embarrass myself and and, you know, it's like it feels like you're going to die. Um, mm. And I literally couldn't couldn't do it. Uh, so so absolutely stopped in my tracks. I stepped back put the brush down and just prayed a very simple prayer of like, what do I do? <laughs> uh, uh, because I knew that God had brought me to that situation. And I just said, you know, how do I do this? Um, and in a matter of a few minutes, as I stood there in this parking lot with my eyes closed, mm -hmm. like just longing with all my heart for it to, for, for the ice to break, um, this amazing thought came to me, which was, it's not about you. It's not about how you feel. This is about your opportunity to give a gift. Mm. And in five minutes, everything changed. I, the fear went away. I was like, oh, it's not about me. This is about God wants me to give a gift to this community. Mm-hmm. 
and then it stopped being terrifying and it just started being exciting and like that blew my mind and changed my life forever <laughs> mm. um well that it makes me want to ask about um so, so some of your work specifically within the your love project they say you are loved you are important you are beautiful and there are these big public affirmations of people's worth and i think what's so beautiful about them is that they um murals in particular people encounter them in moments where they're not intentionally trying to encounter art they're often in moments of transition you're catching the tea you're trying to make grab some coffee before work and um typically kind of head down mentality and it makes you bring your head up and um I think adds adds a bigger context to your life. I think sometimes we can think of our life as a series of concrete tasks that need to occur throughout the day and get to the next mm -hmm. one and get to bed and keep going. And I think that's what's so incredible, specifically about murals and this kind of public art. Um, but going back to what some of your work physically says, you know, oftentimes we don't feel loved. We don't feel important. We don't feel beautiful. I, oftentimes, especially today, I think in this era where we are, um, I think because of social media and all these other things, we're, we're evaluating our self-worth much more constantly against other people's projected mm -hmm. image of self. And it just leads mm -hmm. to this cycle. And I'm just curious, you know, how... how um, what brought you to feeling like those are the things that people need to hear and need to see? And I'm curious if you've had moments in your own life where you don't feel that you are loved or you don't feel important. And, you know, what sure. what has brought you to being the messenger of those things? Yeah, well, uh, it's definitely a there's a lot to talk about. Um, <clears throat> one of the uh, defining experiences of my adult life for sure was a was a, a really knockdown drag out battle with depression for about four years um, that happened in my late 20s mm. um, and there were just so many <laughs> outcomes of that uh, of that battle one of which was like an absolute dedication to prayer as a lifestyle mm. Um, because it saved my life, you know, it, it, it basically whipped the devil out of the temple. <laughs> uh, uh, th that experience was so trying, uh, and required so much labor and so much transformation, so much change, so much willingness again and again and again and again to pray in the face of the thing that felt like it was not going anywhere. Mm. Um, but the outcome was just the brightest light of, you know, the thing that you feared most happened mm. and then you overcame it. You know, God was bigger than the thing that you feared more than anything. Um, and so I emerged from that a changed person. Um, and one of the main things, uh, I guess I, this, this is sort of a theme, like self was just pushed out more than ever like it's not really about 
your skills, your even your emotions. It's about God's skills. It's about God's feeling. Um, and so I mentioned God being a principle rather than a capricious God. Mm-hmm. My sense was I'm loved like square one spiritual foundation of the universe. It's not about anything changeable. It's just never going to change. So, so as a, you, you said, you, I liked the terminology you said being the messenger. Um, there's no way I could feel confident enough to say this publicly if I felt like it was my opinion. I don't feel like this is my opinion. I feel like this is, I'm just saying like things fall because gravity exists. You know, like it's just, it's just true. So I'm just bringing attention to it, to a thing that needs to get a lot more attention than it does. You know, there are so many things that try to tell us, like you said, that not only are we not loved, but we're shameful and we're horrible and we suck and we're, you know, disgusting. And, you know, the, the, the enemy would whisper all kinds of things in our ear constantly through our own thoughts or through the thoughts of society or television or the Internet or whatever. There are all kinds of destructive, virulent, hateful strains of thought out there um, that can seem to an to a a way of thinking that is not informed and defended by the nature of God can seem very logical. You know, I did a bad thing. I am disgusting. I am horrible. I don't even deserve to be alive. You know, I don't deserve love. Those things are operating all the time. And humanly, they seem pretty logical, but they're not true to God. Mm. Um... So I feel like the main point of this project, in addition to being beautiful and art, Mm -hmm. the main thrust is to kind of like, it's like like a fight. Mm. (laughs) It's really a fight for people to uh, have a voice in their corner that says, despite everything, you know, you are allowed to see value in yourself um, and and please defend your own self from all the terrible thoughts that are happening mm. because we need you you know we need your value um, so it's it's kind of strangely at kind of two ends of the spectrum where it's pretty and the, it's colorful and it's bright and like kids help and we have a fun party when when people come on the community day you know, it's all these like friendly, fun things. And then at the other end of the spectrum, that exact thing is in the most brass tacks, tough as nails fight for people's souls. Mm. Um, when I think of the, you know, the depth of my own difficulty, that's it's it's to meet people in that place. Um, and I I expect that it is doing that Mm. i think that relates also to to that experience of 
depression and that experience of fighting so hard for something that feels, as you said, immovable and, um, and uh, yeah, that's absolutely true for, um, for the way we envision ourselves. And I, I, I really resonate with your language around it being in some ways a fight and a battle to claim to claim that to claim that square one as you say is that you are loved and Mm -hmm. living from that place is so different than living from a place of um determining our worth based on daily failures or successes or senses of things Mm -hmm. or our subjective idea of how something went or how our worth is being evaluated by others. I mean, it's, it, it's a hard, it's a daily march and a daily, Mm -hmm. um, daily work. It's, and I think Mm -hmm. that was coming up. I heard that a little bit earlier in some of what you were sharing is, um, the spiritual life and spiritual practices are not, it's not the same thing as self care. I like to say, there's um spiritual work and spiritual practice it it's a um, continual process and at least for me I don't it's not always um it's not always mountaintops and like wide open fields and it's not always that intense feeling of love or groundedness and sometimes it is and sometimes it is and then for me I'll read a poem or spend some time reflecting or writing and I feel that and then five minutes later I'm checking my email and stressed about the day (laughs) and I've completely forgotten this small spiritual space I had carved out earlier in the day and I feel like that exchange Mm -hmm. can feel exhausting but um what else is there sometimes it's you must Mm -hmm. continue and continue to carve out that space and continue to try and operate from the space of love and um for me it is it's a constant continual process and it is every reminder of that is necessary absolutely no i i I so agree it you made me think of of um a big insight or breakthrough that certainly came out of of my experience of depression was that life gets easier sort of strangely life gets easier when you accept how much work it is (laughs) like uh i emerged from that from that depression experience just like it just became the daily norm to just fight all day every day for my for my life just fight 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 all the time so that when it was over and i felt better and i wasn't like constantly under attack i was just used to to defending myself and praying and um just being in the in the battle position all the time and now this like one enemy is gone is vanquished but okay now i'm in the midst of my art career uh or now i'm having a relationship problem or i'm feeling self-conscious about whatever thing or or there's money problems or whatever 
And it's so different to encounter those problems when you're already in a position of like, I'm with God, I'm fighting for life. Like, I'm not going to resist. I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. I'm not going to say, oh, you know, I wish I didn't have these problems. I'm going to say, I know God is here and I'm going to like destroy these problems. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not with any sense of like, I'm good at anything. Just with a sense of God is great at everything. Um, because it's miserable to try to, it's miserable and egotistical to approach problems with like, I'm going to solve them all myself. Like it would be miserable and I would hate my life if I, if I tried to have that kind of confidence based on my own personal abilities, it would be unreasonable. Mm -hmm. But I do think because God is God, it's, it's very reasonable to approach life with a sense of like, this is going to work. Hmm. Uh, because God brings about good outcomes. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I want to um, bring us back to talk more specifically about the You Are Loved project. I know we've touched on part mm-hmm. of it, but um, how how did that start? How did it happen? How far did it go? I know it happened in multiple locations, but just talk a little bit more about yeah. that project. So um, I painted my first mural in 1997 um, and, you know, lived my my art career for for all those years. And then in 2014, um, I was actually on a music tour. I have this whole other portion (laughs) of my life where I I am a Christian musician. but I was on a music tour uh, and I had just done a concert in at a church in New Orleans. And I had a week between that concert and the next one. Uh, and I was just, I kind of hate empty time. So I said to um, my connection at that church in New Orleans, you know, hey, uh, I'm going to be there for a week. If you know about anywhere where I could paint a mural, like I would just love to do it. You know, it's more fun for me to, to make art than to, you know, not do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it happened that that woman was the principal of an elementary school. So I ended up uh, painting a mural at her elementary school that week. Um, you know, and she, God just works in such <laughs> such cool, cool ways. Um, because um, we ended up having these conversations about what the mural should be. She said that her one of the projects that she and her staff was working on was helping the children at that school feel more safe. They were having problems with students feeling unsafe. It was getting in the way of, of learning. Um, so I stood there in front of the wall asking myself and praying, how do you make a work of art that will actually help a child feel safe? Um, and the breakthrough moment in that prayer was a question that came to me um, as I was thinking of tr- of what picture, what image is going to like wind its way into a child's mind and mean, give this sense of, of safety. The question was, why are you trying to beat around the bush? Why don't you just say what you mean? And what you mean, and my sense of what makes a person feel safe, is feeling that they're valued, mm-hmm. feeling that that they their life is meaningful um so it was very the question was why why don't you say what you mean and what we mean is you are loved so that kind of lit something inside of me 
my my pictures my murals for basically my whole life the 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 basic intuition to me was to take these really intimate ideas about spirituality and god and put them into a public place that has been like the 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 my first love in terms of making murals um so this felt right in in line with that uh it's a pretty intimate uh, thing to tell someone, but to do it in a public place kind of felt like, wow, that's that's really something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I ran it by the principal, and she was she was into the idea. Um, and then I thought, okay, well, well, what were the things when I was depressed that I would have that if I could have felt them mm. would have solved all the problems? And it was that list: you are loved. You are important, you are needed, you are beautiful, and you can do it. Those five things um, are what really landed and seemed to encapsulate sort of all the messages, um, all the healing messages. Uh, so that's what we put on that first wall. And writing those th- words um, was just felt like breaking through this wall of like, you're not supposed to say those things in public. You're not supposed to say those things to people you don't know. Uh, who the hell are you? How do you know that somebody's loved? You know, all these things. And doing it felt, oh, this is... It's like, it was kind of felt like... Uh, like I was doing something I wasn't supposed to do and it was the best thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I got home from that music tour... Um, basically the whole you are love project started to uh build itself in my mind and that was the beginning of 2014 um and i i basically put all of my creative energy in that direction um and now it's 2020 and there are 80 some you are love murals in 12 states around the country wow so i have um i have a bit of a tactical question i'm just gonna follow my (laughs) curiosity here I'm still wondering, how, how do you go? So it sounds like in this circumstance, you knew someone who was a principal at a school, and that's how you found the space. But how how do you find your canvases? Because your canvases mm. are public. Um, do you work with the cities? Do you work with people who own the building? You know, how how do you go about that process? And especially in the context of the You Are Loved project. Yeah, it's very different at this point in my career than it was when I started. Mm. Uh, It used to be that I would literally just like walk or bike around the town that I was in and look for walls and go into the store, find out who owned the building, call them up, you know, and two out of 10 times get a call back. Um, You know, it was just like like any art situation where there's just lots of trying, lots of rejection, uh, lots of rejoicing when something works, um, and building up a portfolio mm-hmm. over the years. Uh, and so now, you know, I'm 23 years into it, and thank goodness, um, now it's it's a lot more of word of mouth mm-hmm. and just social media marketing, and people see murals are like billboards for my for my work you know Mm -hmm. they advertise themselves um so it's just you know the more work i do the more work i get these days 
uh, people come to me with with walls um, or ideas for where to put them. Um, but it's still, you know, it still is. I, I put a lot of energy out in terms of my sending things to my email list. Mm-hmm. I still, as I go through the city, sometimes I'll see a wall and say, you know, that's a great wall. Let's see who owns it. Or um, uh, I do a lot of, um, especially with the You Are Love Project, um, conversing with organizations that I think sort of already embody that message whether it be a youth program or a social services organization or a, a, a worship community or whatever, um, it makes a lot more sense to talk to organizations that are already thinking in terms of communicating love to the community than just starting from scratch. I know we've gone a little bit over, but I have just kind of one final question to round it out. And um, your, so your website is stonebalancer.com. And... I'm curious what stone balancer means. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a good story, too. Um, back 20 some years ago when I was just starting out and really, like I like I mentioned before, uh, kind of dealing with fear about it on a daily basis. Um, uh, and I was trying to think of, you know, what to call my website. Um, and one of the, I, I just felt very aware that people will tell you with all the best intentions that it's going to be really hard to have an art career. Right. Um, and they'll warn you against it. And I really think, you know, people just, they have good intentions, but they're just putting out there <laughs> this, uh, this idea that, that you're probably not going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I had been making these pictures of balanced stones. Again, not really knowing why, but just thinking they were cool. And as I thought about it and learned from that image, I realized that it was about having power to do things that were impossible. Like I would make these paintings of stones that were balanced in a way that I definitely could not do in real life. Uh, But they were very easy to paint that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so it, 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 became very real to me as I like took the steps to do this thing that everybody told me was going to be so hard to say no if I'm going to do it I'm going to agree with myself that it's possible to do and I'm already making these paintings that are about doing the impossible thing so these stone balancing images were about basically I'm going to succeed at this thing that everybody tells me I can't do Hmm. Wow. Well, um, Alex, thank you so much for your time and for your gift, for your art. And um, this was such a gift to me to get to spend this time to talk and hear from you and learn from you. And so I'm, I'm excited for others to be able to listen to it as well. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Brock Pasha, who wrote and produced the Music for God cast. Thank you, of course, to Alex Cook for sharing your work and your story. If any listeners are interested in learning more or contacting Alex, you can reach out to him at alex at youarelovedmurals.com, and you can find his work on stonebalancer.com and youarelovedmurals.com. But for now, stay tuned for part two. Thank you.